Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, and well, for the last time in a while, mm. I'm joined by Chopper Pete. I know it's a sad day because well, I enjoyed I'm... the last two couple. Yeah, of yeah, it's been really good, but now I'm just going to be just on SmackDown instead of on every show. Yes, God, yeah, because you were last week, weren't you? Mm-hmm. I didn't even factor that in. Yeah. I was wow. the podcast man. I hope people like Last you. Time. Otherwise, <laughs> Probably not. Massively turned up. <laughs> so when we look at the podcast, that's down across the board. It always happens. If it's not the usual lineup. Mm-hmm. I remember when I went away earlier this year. And, and like last year as well. I get one week holiday. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. great. And <laughs> the I thought when I go away, of course, there's going to be a big dip. Mm-hmm. And there was. Yeah. But then when Luke went away, I thought, yeah, but I didn't say this out loud. I was like, yeah, but come on. I'm still here. I'm still here. Yeah. There was a bigger drop. <laughs> there was a bigger drop. <laughs> Which, you know, I just, I just, it's, I'm not a proud man. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> totally fine. Why wouldn't it be fine? It was a slow news couple of weeks and, mm-hmm. you know, general interest in the product was down. Mm. I, 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 th- I think. I, I, yeah, that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. So that's settled. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, I've got quite a few emails to get through and I kind of want to get through them mainly because, uh, you know, I'm going from four shows to one. Mm. So I don't want to have 70 million emails that I'm going to be backlogged for weeks for. So I want to try and get through some of them also if I can. Also the crap gimmicks. Well, yeah, there's also that. Um, right. We've got one here from Stephen um, who says, question for your final AEW review, so specifically for this one. I've got Aww. a few that are earmarked for this review, uh, this podcast specifically. It's because it's the go home. Exactly. The yeah. go home show. Yeah. It's my, it's my go home <laughs> show. 
so Stephen says King Chopper and Ooh View Slayer Ollie. View um, Slayer. View Slayer. I hope that's you. the positive. Yeah, like, as damn, in like slaying them views. As, as in like, to... I mean, King Slayer is positive. Yeah, but not for kings, is it? Yeah, he's slain that you're king. Sl- you're slaying the views. Mm, yeah, I can see how it'd be taken both mm. ways there. Anyway, I like hope I it's said, a good thing. I d- I'm not a proud man. No, totally not. Yeah, I don't. I don't. That's not the first thing I hear when I hear that. That's totally that fine. Name. Why wouldn't it be fine? Uh, with full gear, does AEW run a risk of audience fatigue with their biggest matches? The announcement of the judges all but confirms world title match will go the distance. Then after an hour-long match, the unsanctioned fight between Omega and Moxley, it'll be hard to keep an audience through both matches. Personally, I feel the title match will suffer as people want to see the payoff for the Omega match. Thoughts? I, I mean, I imagine that email was sent before today's Probably, terrific yes. build for Cody Jericho. It was sent yesterday evening. So it would have been just before Dynamite right. aired. Uh, I don't think the announcement of the judges necessarily precludes... Oh, sorry. Calm down, Discord Come on, Ollie. Uh, gives away that finish. If mm-hmm. anything, if you know, if I was doing a, a promotion, and Tony Khan's much smarter than me, yeah. is you introduce this panel now... And but you don't have your very first match with that stipulation have to go to that extent. You do that in about a year's time mm-hmm. when the judging panel is established and it's a proper thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent agree. Yeah. I really don't think it's going to go <laughs> for an hour. I think because I think they would have made more of a deal out of it if it was. Because at the minute it was just like it was almost an offhand comment. It's like, oh, we've got judges now for just in case it goes an hour. I think it was a reference to the fiend and Helena Cell mm-hmm. and that and that screwy finish there. There, were, yeah. there was a lot of debate around clean, not clean finishes, but logical finishes, satisfying finishes that made sense around the time they announced that. Yeah, um, so yeah, I think they can hold a crowd through two big matches. Don't see why not. Mm. I think AEW can do it fine. Um, yeah, that's a very WWE mentality, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That, oh, I don't think you can have two really good matches on back-to-back. I know. Have One you, of them's got to be bad. Have you seen a takeover ever? Exactly. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's Japan five shows. really good matches. Yeah, the, the historic way that always, didn't always work, but, you know, it's, it worked a lot more than WWE's card structure, is you have increasingly bigger matches as yeah. the show goes on. Yeah, that was the end of that point. I, okay. It sounded like I was. Sounded like you talking. had more to say there. Uh, we've got another email here from Julian, uh, who said, "Hello, Russell Talk crew. Just got done watching the AEW Go Home show live in Charlotte after AEW Dark went off the air. So they, they were actually in the arena for, wow. for AEW in Charlotte. What um, a crowd you guys were! I know what the a com- crowd. Complete opposite of uh, was it Long Island for Raw? <laughs> yeah, Long Island. Christ. Yeah. Uh, after AEW Dark went off the air, uh, Cody took the time to come around every fan at ringside to speak and take pictures. Oh. As he as he just got around to our side of the barrier, a lady pulled him aside and pointed someone else out there to meet him. He nodded to us and said he'll be back. When he came back, he said he's out of time, but wants to take a big group picture asking for someone's phone. Ever excited, I shouted, "Here, take mine!" in the be- in the best Ollie <laughs> shout. Yeah, in the, in my best Ollie shouting voice. Good. Uh, he grabbed it, took the picture, and told me to at him on Twitter with it, assuming, assumingly so everyone in the pit can have it. Here's the picture. I am the guy with the glasses and black jacket throwing up a two-sweet. AEW is truly for the fans. Ah, where is, the, where is that dude? The there, there he is. Holding up the two-sweet. Oh, the man, you really got in front of everyone to give him your phone. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> ah, That's amazing. 
That's great. Super cool. Um, Cody, uh, you know, had the honor of meeting the man very briefly mm. as a fan yeah. uh, at last year's Fight Forever shows in London. And yeah, it was similar where he he was booked for those shows, but that was back when he got injured. Mm -hmm. So he couldn't do the shows, but he still came out here. Uh, he still like did meet and greets with everyone. He was so accommodating. He's the real deal. Yeah, like I, I and he's not playing at this whole babyface character. That's who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's just very genuine. And I've said it quite a lot the last week. Mm -hmm. I'm genuinely in love. <laughs> genuinely, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm related to him, or I've grown up with him as some form of brother. Yeah, I get that. I say not to that extent, but I feel like. Part of that bond is because we've seen him grow in WWE a lot. Because we've seen him, you know, wrestle for years and years and years. Mm. And now we've seen him evolve his character and stuff. And now he's gone and done this other venture. We're like, aw, he's all grown up kind of thing. I feel like it's that kind of vibe, but much more intense. Yes. <laughs> like, Plus, like, the whole Rhodes family is such mm. a big part of wrestling. So you have, you've not just seen him grow up. You, you're aware of mm -hmm. his brother and his father. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, we've got another email here from Robert, who actually emailed in about an hour ago. He oh, said, wow. Hello, Ollie and Pete. Do you think that AEW is missing an opportunity on Omega Moxley by not having a pay-per-view match with no stipulations and going straight for the unsanctioned match? <laughs> Chop it down, Pete. Thanks. Thanks, Robert. Chop it down. <laughs> Chop it down. Yeah, that. Uh, anyway. Well, we spoke about this last week. Mm. I think, you know, everything on paper would say you're right, that you should have... The normal straight up match first, and you build to the gimmick match as the payoff. Yes. But last week, they genuinely made me want to see them do a lights out match, an mm -hmm. unsanctioned match, because the idea of wins and losses are so important in that promotion that actually the straight up match is the next logical step after an unsanctioned match. Exactly. It flies uh, in the face of wrestling logic. I know. What I would say to that is I wish they didn't hype up the hardcore element of it so much on this week's episode. I feel like if they played up more that it's just it doesn't count more mm. rather than yes. here's barbed wire baseball bats, here's all this hardcore stuff, because that makes it feel like more important than a than a regular match. How would you have done that? I think that makes sense. How would you have uh, I think I, physically displayed that? I think I still would have done the standoff that they exactly did, just don't have the weapons, is all I'd say. I think you don't like weapons. Uh, it's not necessarily we that. we the ECW Yeah, I know. Show. You, you, you know my thoughts <laughs> on, you know, gratuitous blood loss and all that stuff. Yeah. You not want to protect the performance. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry it I care about people. It uncomfortable. Yeah, it does. Um, but I still would have done that. I, I think the match is still going to be amazing, and I'm all for hardcore match between the two that's cool but i think it it made it feel like more important this time where it should have been like less important if mm. that makes sense with the unsanctioned rule but whatever that that was that's more of a nitpick um should we get into the main show yeah let's do it we might as well do that let's get into the main show we're going to be talking about that episode of aew the go home show for full gear and is cody wrestling's best baby face here's yes. the show oh so yeah but he is also here's the show I 
said last week that Cody is the best babyface in wrestling right now. Mm-hmm. I said I loved him. Mm-hmm. Beyond just the wrestling character, I feel like I know him. I feel like he's my brother. He's cool. He's relatable. He's a megastar. He's down to earth. He's everything. <laughs> and... You're very passionate about this, aren't you? I... No. This is one of... I'm worried because okay. I'm going to make a, hy- a potentially hyperbolic statement. This is one of the best wrestling promos of all time. Yeah. Okay. Cody on this show to build his feud with Le Champion Chris Jericho for Saturday came to the ring, cut a promo, just had a little bit of Tony Schiavone, Tony Schiavone, sorry. A little bit of the Tony Schiavone. <laughs> Schiavone. Schiavone. Pronounced yeah. his name wrong. Uh, just uh, he sort of did the old WWE trick of here's a microphone. What's what are your up? thoughts? Thanos away. Yeah. And he. It just went straight over to Cody, and he started off. It had a really nice build of emotion and cadence, this promo. First of all, everything was on fire. The delivery, the word choice, the the sort of pattern of speech, the content, the emotion. Ah, oh, I've never cr- seen anything like The crowd? The crowd, like, good they point. Were, the crowd throughout the whole night were incredible. But for this promo, every single beat where they needed to react to it, they reacted, and they reacted loud. It was an amazing crowd, and it made the promo that much better. At some points in this episode, the crowd were too good. <laughs> the, 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 the other half of this feud being built is Jericho's side of things. He mm-hmm. does this excellent comedy parody of Cody's sort of emotional VT package from the first episode of Dynamite, Mm -hmm. I believe. And the crowd are laughing so hard that it takes away, like, I couldn't hear some of the jokes that were being done. (laughs) That's how good the crowd were. Can't blame them too much, though. No. Anyway, so, first of all, I pretty much wrote down the entire Oh my god, you did. (laughs) Because I loved it. Jesus. I was just like, every line I said... That's that's so good. I've got to write that down and that one. It's like how you get with spots in a match. <laughs> yeah. You've just got an exact play-by-play yeah. of every move. See, I've gone the opposite and I started writing it. I was like, no, nah, there's too much good stuff here. I'm just going to write like an overall recap of it. I watched but, it three times yeah. in a row. It's quite good. I finished it. I immediately went back and watched it again. Mm-hmm. And then I did it again. <laughs> I've only ever done that with one movie in my life. And that's Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Okay. I watched it, and then I watched the entire movie again right after I'd seen it. Mm-hmm. It's that good. Okay. <laughs> this promo is as good as Butch Cassidy <laughs> and the Sundance Kid. It's a weird comparison. <laughs> is, do you think I'm being too hyperbolic here? Uh, no. When you say it's the gre- one of the best oh, wrestling promos of all time. I regret putting my... No. When you say it's ground. one of the best wrestling promos of all time... I don't immediately just go, no. There's a part of me that goes, is it? And I think already that's me putting it at really, really high praise yeah. to say, yeah, it might be one of the best ones ever. So I think it's right up there alongside, you know, the pipe bomb, alongside hard times with a tear in my eye, all of the iconic ones. It's it's up there for sure. Mm. I think we'll be hearing this one for a while. So I, I maybe I'm going to, yeah, it's the best promo in the last five years. Yeah, easily. The last easily. time, I, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm never emotionally moved, 
But the last time I was this emotionally moved by a wrestling promo was Daniel Bryan's retirement speech. And I don't think I can count that. No. Because that was a real thing. Mm -hmm. That was like a a genuine interview. This isn't a wrestling angle. (laughs) Or maybe it was. I've got to retire because of head trauma. Yeah. Before then, it was the pipe bomb. And that wasn't Daniel Bryan talking. That was Bryan Danielson that was talking. So there's, there's two different things. So if it was... Cody Runnels that came up and did this promo, it's a bit different. Whereas this is definitely Cody Rhodes, the character, doing a hype promo for his title match. That's a difference. Exactly. Just like CM. But, you know, the 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 it's blurred, kayfabe mm-hmm. and reality, whereas the Brian stuff, you're right, was reality. Yeah. Actually, I completely forgot. I'm Joe Anoa'i, not Roman Reigns. Of course, that oh, promo where yeah. he revealed he's got leukemia. But again, yeah. that's, that's a different kind. That's not a wrestling promo. Exactly. That's like... A very honest revelation of a real life incident. So let's just go through every single thing that happened in this promo. Okay. <laughs> I, you do it because my one is just like, I've written like three lines and I'm like, okay, this is great. And then yeah. I just stopped writing stuff. So just just get this for structure. It's not a long promo either. It's like, it's like three, four minutes. Straight to the point throughout the whole thing. Succinct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's in the ring as well. So that's, I, I think you have to be very, very good to cut promos in the ring because you're completely exposed out there mm-hmm. and you've got to engage and whip up the audience as opposed to being in a backstage thing where you can have the benefit of editing and someone to help guide you and all these other bits and yeah. pieces. Uh, and it's a different kind of delivery as well. You're, you're talking right there to a whole crowd as yeah, backstage as one person. Presenting more. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so he started off saying, look, I'm glad that the inner circle have formed because we as the elite... Page, Omega, the Bucks have been looking for like another thing for us to to fight against. Mm-hmm. So good. So like that immediately. Great promo work. You're putting them both on an excellent level. Yep. It's not your rubbish. You're rubbish. So that's good. Then he puts this within a larger historical context. He says that I'm going to mention some names now: Eddie Graham, Bill Watts, the American Dream. His dad, perfectly placed mm-hmm. to get a dusty chart from the crowd. Excellent crowd, as you've already said. Yep. What that does is it makes this feud feel even bigger mm-hmm. because it is within the context of a larger historical piece of wrestling. Then he serves up this amazing insight <laughs> of like the thing those guys all had in common was they were wrestlers, but they're also management. That's what I am. And I don't want to be that guy who's like, oh, you're only in wrestling matches, in the title matches, because you're in charge of the promotion. And that's when he puts some very real stakes on the line here, which is like the true substance of this promo. And what really, like, one of the big selling points of the match this Saturday and the whole pay-per-view as a result is, if I don't defeat Chris Jericho, I will never challenge for the AEW world title again. Oh, that's some big stakes. It's a big, it's a bold claim that as is well. A bold claim, because I didn't think Cody was winning until this promo. And I'm like, is he winning now? I really don't know. Because part of me thinks that that is just Cody talking. And he's like, I don't want to challenge for the top title because I am management. I want to give other people opportunities. So I legitimately won't challenge for the world title again if I lose. And he's planning to lose. And then he won't. Also, it could be he won't challenge for the AEW world title again while he's a face. 
and then sometime down the line, he's going to turn himself heel, and then he's going to say, Heh, just kidding, Yeah, world title match again as a heel. Well, that's it. We've seen this in WCW, TNA, WWE. When someone says, I will never do something, or I will retire, it's kind of hard to take it as a, a real serious thing, mm-hmm. because that isn't what happens. And I fully expect Cody... I, the, the thing is... Cody shouldn't win at full gear on Saturday. Yeah. Because Jericho is such a good champion. He needs to hold it for a long, long time to establish that belt. He's a great face, heel face of the company. But this feud is so well worked. And I said it last week. My heart is arguing with my head. (laughs) And the head is the part that goes, wrestling's not real. It's all scripted. But my heart is overriding that and switching off, which is what I want as a wrestling fan, and saying, but Cody should win. He's the best. I know. He's your brother, Ollie. And I I don't want him to never challenge for the world title again. That's that's part of me is now going, I really want Cody to win this now, which is exactly, I should be rooting for the baby face. Yeah. I I hope, because I I think that's a great idea of yours, that he's not going to challenge until he turns heel, Mm -hmm. and then he can turn into this egomaniac mm-hmm. uh, management figure. Although, I mean, you know, I'm, not, I'm not too keen on that because we've seen that a million times before, the heel yeah. authority figure. What I want, and I can't believe I'm saying this because I've always seen Cody as a heel mm-hmm. up until like the last few months. Like, you know, he's tailor-made for a heel in Ring of Honor and the Bullet Club stuff. I want him to ha- to lose on Saturday, then have a whole year of just blood feuds because he doesn't need to fight for the title. Not at There's all. a lot of other people who should also be getting programs over the top championship. And then in a year's time after he's been beaten down after beaten down, that's when he somehow gets a title shot. I don't know how you make that work though. Yeah. It's it's a, they've they've written themselves into a corner mm-hmm. and I hope they, they've done that knowing that there's a little escape hatch. There, there's an out that yeah. they've thought of that we haven't. So I, I think that out has to come via some kind of outside interference of like Tony Khan overruling him or it has to, which would be, you know, sketchy at best. It's difficult because I don't want the MGF, MJF turn now either. Yeah. Like I want that to be built up for six months at least. Exactly. And you'd think though with AEW, they would, they'd prioritize not going back on their word. So I don't think they'd say this in jest and they wouldn't say this mm. unless they had a plan Either Cody's winning on Saturday, or if he's losing, he legitimately will not challenge for the title again until something happens years later. Yeah. I I genuinely think that Cody's not going to challenge for the world title for another two years after this, I wouldn't think. And I think if that heel turn does come at some point, that should be two, three years down the line, not not even a year. I think a year's even too soon. So, yeah, I'm, I'm... Fingers crossed, that's what happens. Well, well, I'm not saying he should turn heel to fight for the title. I'm thinking mm. a year minimum after being beaten down as a babyface for mm-hmm. a year, screwed out of opportunity yeah. after opportunity. I, I I, now want Cody's first title win to be as that babyface. Yeah, that'd be really good, actually. I, ju- I just don't know how you get out of this position you've booked yourselves into. Anyway, yeah. 
that was just the start of this promo. Yeah, that was the start. Christ, because yeah, then he he sort of you know he puts over AEW. He says that, like he's you know he's been a part of making this. Uh, he puts over the schedule, how they listen to the fans. This brilliant line that this is the Ellis Island of professional wrestling. This is freedom. It's <laughs> a hell of a line. Literally, on the way to work this morning, just because I listen to it every so often, I was listening to the John Moxley uh, Talk Is Jericho podcast <laughs> and how about how he's been freed from how WWE. Often? I mean... Once every couple of months or so. I, d- I used to do the same with Punk and Cabana's podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just listen to it so often because it's, fun. it's a yeah, fun yeah. lesson. It's really interesting. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, and it was just him just talking about how he felt shackled when he was in WWE and the freedom he's got now when he comes to, to AEW. Mm. And then Cody mentioning in this program, this is freedom. I was like, huh, yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> Some yeah. of your wrestlers have said that exact thing. So, yeah, it was just a little, a nice little moment. And, and what I liked a lot about this promo uh, I, I've been, I've personally got a kick out of all the WWE digs that particularly Cody has been making mm-hmm. on Dynamite. I don't think anyone else has. It's it's mainly been Cody yeah. doing that. And I guess you could interpret a lot of this promo as digs at WWE. But for, for sure. me, they they were separated enough that it, this it was more AEW positive as opposed to negative WWE. Yeah, and that's I'm true. I, I I'm I'm now past the point of. Oh, look, they said something naughty about WWE. Because yeah. NXT is also a very, very good show. Mm. And that's really their competitor there. Yeah. So I, I, I much prefer this AEW positive theme here. Yeah. But then he just turns it. Once he makes that announcement that he won't face for the title again, he turns it straight to Jericho. Now he's not talking to the crowd or Tony. He's looking straight down the camera. And he talks about how, you know, maybe I didn't read it in your book, Lion's Tale, which I neglected to pick up, which you can buy for $3 off Amazon <laughs> or any Such a good line. Bar- like bargain bin store. A flea market. Flea or market. Was, yeah. a brilliant amazing. line. Yeah. And then like it was just excellent line after excellent line. Get You said, you call me a millennial bitch, but like Jericho, you were born to a famous hockey player in Canada. You were brought up in a very like well-to-do middle-class house. Mm-hmm. You stupid dick. <laughs> Just throwing these lines out. He said, me and you, we've had the same silver spoon. You talk about how I've had the silver spoon. We've had the same one. Like you said, you're born to the famous hockey player. And he's just basically calling him an absolute idiot for all the insults he's given him. And he just fires back and retorts to every single insult he's given oh. him before. So, so good. It's cathartic. Mm. It was ge- Genuinely, it's like your mate is actually winning the argument against this bully. <laughs> Do you know? And it's like, yeah. 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 Screw you, man. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I call you a carny succubus. That was... (laughs) That was a better line than stupid dick. I, I enjoyed the stupid dick line. I enjoy mm. stupid dick. Yeah. But uh, the Carney Succubus one, that was the real cutting insult, I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... Oh, God. Oh, it gets yes. even better. You need this generation more than it needs you. And it just turns this Jericho figure who is... You know, this bully character in AEW as actually being this desperate, lonely old man. Yeah. In one line. Oh. I, I don't I don't understand how this is so, so good. Like, <laughs> it's one line. It shouldn't have that kind of impact. Yeah. And yet, he says that one thing and suddenly like, yeah, Jericho is hanging on to his past, isn't he? And it's like, he's not. He's completely reinvented himself and he's still, you know, at the top of his game almost. But now I'm just like, yeah, screw you, Jericho. 
screw you for taking the spot from the young guys, etc. Even yeah. though. And, and in one line, I don't. I, it's so good, and, so and, so good. And then he like turns it again to to pick to to paint the inner circle as not this cool faction, but it's actually Jericho just surrounding himself with a with a group of young guys that he's been able to manipulate and influence. Mm-hmm. I for me, I thought there was a second reading there at the likes of Triple H, which has always been a thing. You, you sort sort of a a reading of how Triple H builds factions. Mm-hmm. He puts more talented people around him uh, to make him feel better. But then he, like, then Cody turns it again. There's so many thematic turns and zigs and zags in this promo, which is something you usually expect from the drama of a wrestling match. Yeah. And he did it with words. Mm-hmm. He said, this isn't about the dead, though, because he was talking about, like, Dusty and his family. It's about the living, my mother, my sister, and his voice breaks. Mm-hmm. And this is, like, when he's going full-on emotional. My wife. It's the 14 years of me going from undesirable to ungoddamn deniable. And his voice breaks, and then he just finishes the promo, real simple. The elite are going to eat the inner circle alive. He says it's going to be a match beyond. I don't know whether that's a a stipulation or something, or some kind of new match type, Mm. some sort of variation of war games or something. I don't know. But it doesn't matter, because, God, what's a promo? And then he just, he walks away afterwards. It was incredible. I was literally speechless afterwards for a little while. It was amazing. I must admit, and I don't cry easily, Mm -hmm. I got, I welled up. Mm -hmm. When his voice broke, I welled up. My my arms were tingling. Maybe I was having some form of cardiac arrest. But I'm okay right now. So it must be this strange thing called emotion. Yeah. I I just, I, I, this is incredible. It's, it really is one of the, Easily the one of the best promos of the last decade, mm-hmm. um, in major promotions at least. I'd argue on in this immediate span after watching it that it's up there in like the top fifty wrestling promos of all time. Yeah, um, and maybe it's even higher than that. But this, to me, this you can trace this performance to his acting. He, you know, Cody has appeared in Arrow and Flash, I believe, mm-hmm. the DC verse stuff. He's done acting classes. When he left WWE, he wasn't just I'm going to do all these cool wrestling things. He was trying out a career in Hollywood, and this was a genuine actor's performance. Hundred percent, yeah. It, it sort of bumped out of that level of wrestling promo and into into something else. I. I can't say enough good things about this. Yeah, it was fantastic. We have spoken so much about a, like, three, four-minute promo. I think that says it all, really. It's a three, four-minute promo, but there's so much to unpack from it that we have gone probably way too long. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's get into the, some super chats, shall we? Um, we've got some. Thank you, uh, Mod Mother, by the way, mm. Lady Lou, Gina, for getting these super chats for us. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Um, uh, note got from the chat. chat: Michael Everly said in the chat, "The match beyond was what they called the War Games match. Once every team member was in the in the cage." Interesting. So maybe they are doing some sort of variation of uh, of War Games or something. Oh afterwards. man, the elite elite versus, versus in, the in a circle. Yes, writes itself. Uh, but let's get into the super chats. Oblivious Kari said, uh, "Just imagine, he used to be Stardust." Hey, that but he threw his whole oh. performance into that character. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Cody has always made the best of bad situations. Sometimes things you just can't save, and Stardust is one thing you can't save. Mm. I'd say. Uh, Valab Mamadipudi said, uh, "Shout out to Blue Thunder Buckle Bomb on the Rest Talk Discord for this quote. Cody's promo is a long, eloquent version <laughs> of Okay, Boomer." <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Totally is. Uh, Jobber JJ. Um, well done for, for crediting the person you had that yeah, up as well. Yeah, it's great. In the WrestleTalk Discord, go and join it. WrestleTalk.com slash Discord. Uh, Jobber JJ says, Cody versus Le Champion will be match of the year. Promo was so awesome. I believe every single word he says, and Jericho is just the best. AEW feels so real. Look, I was never into Cody as an in-ring guy. I always enjoy his matches, but like uh, I've... It hasn't been until all in last year. <clears throat> you know, even his, his New Japan stuff and his Ring of Honor stuff. He was, you know, unfortunately, probably the least interesting guy when it got to the wrestling part mm-hmm. of things. You know, like when you're against Kenny Omega and Ibushi, there's no helping that. Yeah. But now, after this year of matches he's had, pay-per-view matches he's had, and, you know, some TV ones as well, I, I he's, he's consistently had my best match. Like, three of my... Favorite matches of the year are his, yeah, including number one, which is yeah. Cody Dustin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's really he's <sighs> evolved so much. Yeah, from his WWE days. 
Um, Dwayne Cooley said, I didn't get the connection to Cody from last week that you were talking about, Ollie, but when Cody made his announcement, my heart sank. I feel it now. I'm with you, brother. <laughs> uh, the Zorni said, yes, he is, in response to the title of best baby face in wrestling, and he doesn't even have dimples. Does he not have dimples? I don't Has he, he does. got like a, a little... A little bit of the dimply. A little bit of the dimply. Uh, I don't know. You can look that up. All Elite DK said, Others turn face, but Cody turns brother. Hashtag Cody is real. Are we... <laughs> I don't care. I'm putting myself out there. Meme away. Make fun of me. I don't care. Because he is... I love him. Cody is Ollie's brother. Confirmed. Uh, Sean Turner said, Last good promo was the fake Mark Henry retirement. Oh, that's a good one. Also known as the Salmon Jacket promo. Yes. Oh, that was an incredible promo. You're goddamn right. That, oh. And that, like, that, that is truly a wrestling promo mm. because he, he hook, hooked you in mm-hmm. with the idea that he was retiring. Yep. And that, oh, yeah, that's a great promo. Yeah. It's a great so promo. Canalellum uh, Probabile. Mm-hmm. I've got to say, though, sorry, mm. on that. Yes. Great promo. And it made me want to see Mark Henry beat people. Did it make me want to see Mark Henry versus John Cena? Which is what that mm-hmm. led to. Not as much as Cody makes me want to see Cody versus Jericho. That's fair. Um, and that's that's wrestling promos. Yeah. yeah. I'd also say the follow-up to that promo was non-existent. Yes. Yeah. After that promo but happened. You, yeah. But uh, Canalellum Probabil said, uh, What if a champ challenges Cody for the title, though? That could be a way around it, where Jericho's like, look, I'll give you a shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. But then Cody would have to accept, unless he's like forced into it for some reason. Like he's got Dustin. But why mm-hmm. would a heel in Jericho be like, come on? I don't know. Unless a face wins me. it. And he says, I know you didn't want a title shot, but I want to give you that because you've earned yeah. it or something like that. If a baby face holds a title. Oh, man, it just shows what a good job AEW have done that I just want to see Cody beat Jericho. I know, yeah. I can't see any... There's, oh. I know. Yeah. Uh, Mike Dempsey said Cody has to win. Jericho can't carry them the distance. Two years? Inconceivable. Uh, seriously, who can carry it? Best case, MJF versus Moxley for number one contender. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I think Jericho can carry that company for a year as the top because he's got he's got so many other people to work with, um, and he's easily the most recognizable name from a mainstream perspective for sure yeah yeah uh finally for now uh, ashley cartwright says uh, you guys are forgetting that there is an out in the match three judges at ringside if the fight goes for an hour and no clear winner split decision draw but there's three judges and jericho retains leaving cody with an out it it's an option um i we were talking about this on the podcast this is the first time they've put the judges there i don't want them to use them. Mm-hmm. I don't, I like, you know, like a, six matches where there's judges down the line, that's when you, they can get involved. But it's a bit of an obvious Chekhov's gun. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would rather the judges be a red herring for the first six months of those stipulations than yeah. the, you know, using them right from the get go. Yeah, I think they should be there for every world title match at a mm, pay per view. Yeah, yeah. For now, for you know, that should be an AEW staple, and then at some point they get used down the line.
Right, so let's get on with the full review. We'll get on to the rest of your super chats at the end of the show. Uh, it's from Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm. Hot crowd all night. Particularly hot for Cody because, as Tony Schiavani announced, that's where he was born. Where he was born. Um, but the opening match was Pack versus Trent. Yeah. I love this. Not Trent Beretta. No, just Trent. Was he always been called Trent? I don't know. I d- if he has, it's only jarred with me now. Yeah, because I thought at, at one point he was just called Beretta, mm. right? Not Maybe not in AEW, but I know at one point he was just yeah. Beretta. It's just, it's a very WWE move <laughs> to take a supremely <laughs> cool name like Trent Beretta. Beretta is the name of a gun. Mm-hmm. And remove the cool part yeah. <laughs> to make it just someone's first just, name. Just Trent. I have... Uh, Trent is just a name. Maybe that fits the best friends gimmick a bit more. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if I'm being hypercritical, I would like to see Beretta back okay. as, a, as a surname. Um, just as a quick one, the way the shows kick off normally, and they say, here's all the matches that we're going to have tonight. I love that. Yeah. When they open up the show, they play the intro pack and say, right, we're going to have this match, this match, this match, this match, and we're going to kick off with this one. And then it just starts. What a way to start a show. Instead of someone out, someone coming out and cutting a 20-minute promo to set up the main event. Like, ah, yeah. I, I, love, I love the way they, they package it. Totally agree. So this, and, and just because everything's still so fresh and exciting, and they've done such a good job at even getting over lower mid-card talent. I don't think AW has an undercard. They do. It does. It's Brandon Cutler. <laughs> at the moment and those few guys they beat up last week in the six man yeah uh, Sean Spears and Joey Janela no they're mid card yeah but so they've it, got a what I'm saying is that they've much like modern society mm-hmm. it's a swelling middle class yes so it's a big mid card mm-hmm. so you've got a huge mid card pretty stacked stacked main upper card and then like quite a tiny, tiny little undercard, undercard yeah um, but yeah the, like when Pack walked out and he's against Trent, yeah, I'm like, all right then, yeah. But especially because Trent's packaged with Chucky e. T and Orange Cassidy all coming out as the best friends act. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, I was really excited to see. And um, the the commentary did such a good job putting over Pack, saying you know he could be in contention for the AEW title shot afterwards. And it's weird. Like I th- I'm pretty sure Jericho's going to win, mm-hmm. but I'm so invested and sort of believe in this promotion in terms of it being a real wrestling sport. I was like, yeah, Pack Pack could. This heel versus heel thing that doesn't work from a psychology perspective mm-hmm. could be the next match. I reckon they could make it work. Yeah, yeah, if anyone I reckon can. they could. <clears throat> um but they the the crowd are just brilliant. They're super against Pack. Pack gets some great heel heat. Uh and Orange Cassidy gets in behind the referee's back. And does the standard little kicks. I love that Chuck Taylor had to distract the referee for that. Because otherwise, you know, it would have been a DQ. So much offense from Orange yeah, Cassidy. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Well, they, they spoke about this on the Wrestling Observer Review. That he should have distracted him more. Like, as soon as someone gets in the ring and the referee sees that. Yeah. It's like, that shouldn't fly. Yeah. So, even if it is just little kicks. Like, why is there a dude in the ring? <laughs> Uh, the they, they use the example of if if one of the the corner guys gets into the ring at the octagon and be like mm-hmm. the stop the match <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but the Chucky distracts the referee Orange Cassidy does his kicks but then Pack no sells them because they're treating Cassidy Cassidy's offense really well and consistently Pack just 
clobbers him in the side of the head. <laughs> so good. Kick. And he had yeah. the glasses on. Yeah, they went flying off. Oh. It was awesome. It's a great spot. But that was really good to fire up Trent. Mm-hmm. And they just like ramp the match up to the next level because Trent runs in. And just even though Pack is outnumbered three to one here, and they did just interfere with distracting the referee, totally heel move. Mm-hmm. Trent's this super baby face. Again, it goes against wrestling logic. And, you know, Pack's just. Pack throws him into the barricade and Trent just bounces out and spears him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great. Has some good, like, uh, it, it looks really great. And Pack is selling amazingly that tornado DDT spike. Mm-hmm. And Pack goes down vertically. Uh, we get the 10 minute cool, but then Pack hits the brain buster outside. Yep. Looks awesome. Ouch. Then it all goes a bit weird. Yeah, a bit weird. Because he, he rolls him back in and then he hits the black arrow. Again, looks awesome. I was, I was I was expecting Trent to get his knees up, but he didn't hit it properly. One, two, three? <laughs> Question mark? I feel like they counted three. Mm. Trent didn't kick out, but then the match didn't end. So then Pac locked in the brutalizer, and then <clears> the match ended after that. It was very strange. Yeah, Trent didn't kick out. No. The referee just stopped, just stopped counting, and Pac sat up. Yeah. Obviously, Trent was meant to kick out, and then I think straight into the straight brutalizer. Straight into the brutalizer, but he didn't. Either someone forgot a spot, or Trent was knocked a bit loopy from that brain buster on mm. the outside. Yeah. So it just didn't... Yeah, it was a shame the crowd booed that finish because they could tell it was a mistake. But Pack, and I I think this was an audible call on his part, ran over, got a microphone, and turned that heat against a mistake mm-hmm. into heat against him. Yeah. Because he just started shouting at the crowd and saying, and I'm going to beat you at full gear on Saturday. Yeah. And now I'm thinking, oh, cool, there's a match. I'm not thinking about the mistake anymore. Exactly, yeah. If the, if that was an audible call by Pack, and I think it was, genius. Yeah, it was very, very good. <laughs> um, then we got the Cody promo. Uh, then we got, I love this idea as well, the bronze medal match. Yeah. When do you ever see... People fighting for third place in a tournament in wrestling. Should do it more often. Yeah. It makes sense. You have a tournament. First, second, and third. Just do it. Yeah, because currently, I mean, you have it in like the World Cup and stuff. You yeah. have the third, fourth playoff that no one really cares about. But it is interesting. And it's like AEW are so focused on matches meaning something and tournaments that they're going one step further. Mm-hmm. And they're even making this third placement a thing. Yeah. Like, Everything has stakes. And the thing is, it had more stakes on top of that because the team that won this match would then be added to the AEW tag title match at Full Gear, which is a rematch of SCU versus Lucha Bros. But then that is against another team. Mm. And it's whoever wins this match. And it's Private Party versus Dark Order for for the bronze medals and also to be inserted into the match. How do you feel about Dark Order? I've written here... Um... The Dark Order are very good wrestlers, I think. Grayson in particular. Very, very good wrestlers. The whole minion thing doesn't quite gel. Mm-hmm. It doesn't click mm-hmm. with anyone, really. And people were booing them throughout the match, as they should have, because they're the heels. I think they did decently well to gather some heat for themselves. I don't know if that was entirely just heel heat, though. I think some of it was just like, I don't want to see go you. Go away heat. Yeah, it was a bit go away heat-ish. 
So I think they're really good talents. I just think they need something to change in order to click with the audience a bit more. Mm. It is it is the minion thing for me. Yeah. Just so something doesn't click with it. Like if they came out without the minions, mm-hmm. I think yeah, be I'd be fine. Yeah. Um, but that said, I I every week, well, after last week where I thought they really impressed and Scott Grayson actually is Scott Grayson, isn't it? I think so. Something Grayson actually had my favorite spot of the night. Mm-hmm. You know, where he just did that running jump over the ring post. Yeah. Really impressive. They're growing on me a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's because they're getting better or I'm just becoming more into them. Yeah. But yeah, I do think the whole minion thing jars with the promotion. Yeah, it really doesn't quite work. I mean, when they when they made their entrance, they were just trying to do their best 2K20 glitch impression. <laughs> so they were just walking down like, you know, doing the like little monkey walks yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what are you doing? Like, why are you... Why are you there? It just, yeah, it doesn't quite... It's a bit goofy, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit weird. Um, but this match was was pretty good. It Private was? Party are just really charismatic, oh, so, so athletic. Good. They're not the finished product. Like, the, I, I, unfortunately, I still pick up on bits. And I'm not, I'm not even that into, oh, you missed that spot or you missed time, that mm-hmm. thing. Uh, but for whatever reason, I pick up on it in their matches, which must mean it's quite glaring. Mm-hmm. But I would choose them every day of the week over a boring, competent wrestler. Yes. You know, the competence is a mean word because that implies they're not competent. Uh, you know, but just like a... Clinical some, wrestler. But like clinical, like Cesaro, I'd say, is a clinical wrestler. And you know you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I don't want to say Miz. <laughs> Miz is good, a good point. Because Miz brings so much in charisma and promo. But mm-hmm. like his wrestling style, I would pick Private Party over that every, every day of the week. Yeah. Um, but the... Uh, and Dark Order's double team stuff, actually. Maybe that's why I was more into them. Mm-hmm. I thought that really clicked and they got that over. Yeah, they felt a bit more like a team, mm. I think, this time, which which really, really helped them. Um, Private Party is so fun. Yeah. My God, they're so fun. Just the amount of high-flying, crazy nonsense that they do all the time is amazing. Their finisher is Gin so exciting. Gin and Juice is amazing. So, so good. That's, like, one of my favorite tag team finishes. Mm-hmm. I really like Shatter Machine. Shatter Machine's amazing. But I can't think of any other... Like, the Young Bucks stuff's cool, but it's almost too elaborate for me. Yeah. Whereas Gin and Juice is just a perfect tag team finisher for Mm -hmm. me. And it fits so perfectly with their kind of charismatic high-flying style as well. It's really showy and flashy, but also it would probably hurt. So, like, it's really really (laughs) quite good. It's quite a good mix. Ticks all the boxes. Exactly, yeah. But the uh, they won private party, so it's going to be private party versus Lucha Bros versus SCU. Yes, please for the tag titles at Full Gear. I yeah, and that makes sense. The by that tournament, the first, second, and third best teams in the tournament are going to go for the championship belt. Yes, I guess yeah. it makes sense. I I would rather that the tournament culminated not so close to full yes. gear. Yes, I think, yeah, I agree. Yeah, there's something it, not quite right It about. feels just a bit like an automatic rematch for Lucha Bros more than anything else, but still, it makes sense why they would get the shot. I must point out here, we are being super nitpicky. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Like that is, that, that's like the highest level of nitpick because I'd, 98% of all of this I loved. Yeah. Speaking of loved and something that has no <laughs> nitpick... <laughs> required is this Chris Jericho promo this is I think probably the funniest thing I've seen in wrestling full stop (laughs) 
so the Orange Cassidy stuff. I, I the first time I saw that, I, I thought it. But yeah, in terms of like at, comedy, mm-hmm. like non wrestling comedy, it's hard to it's hard to describe. Is this it? was genuinely just a two minute comedy skit. This wasn't wrestling. This wasn't really a promo. This was just this was just a skit. This was like a being the elite, but like high quality video yeah. package type stuff of just comedy skits. And it was hilarious. It was so funny. So what it is, is remember on the first episode of Dynamite before the Sammy Guevara match, Cody had that really well-produced video promo where he's sitting on a kitchen counter and Brandy Rhodes comes in and she's like, I something, something, something. And th- her voice fades down and that sad piano music comes in. And it's all about Cody's mental state and his toughness and how he wants to go for the top title. And it's got interviews with DDP. I think his mum's in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, MJF, really well produced. And then it cuts to a training montage. Jericho did a parody version of that based around him trying to find a little bit of the bubbly. Oh, God. So it starts off with Jericho just sitting there, staring off into, you know, middle distance. Sammy Guevara comes in with two different bottles of bubbly and just goes, we've got a choice on what bubbly you want. And the crowd are already laughing yeah. at this. Got a low cow option. We've got a low cow option, but this one tastes better. So we got to say, and then his voice fades out and the piano music starts. When that, when that first, because I didn't, I didn't know this was coming. Yeah. I didn't know this is what they were doing. Mm-hmm. That first piano note, and I realised that it was the play on Cody's. It's just brilliant. It's, I, it, it's genuinely ha- amazing. I haven't got the words for a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Just like when Cody wrapped MJF's scarf around his hand and mm-hmm. punched through the glass. It's it's really, really rewarding jokes or emotional moments for people who watch every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're playing to their audience, and that's only going to get more audience in, I would hope. Although the ratings haven't reflected that. It's Correct. A week on week loss. Uh, but sorry, I'm, I'm getting carried away. It, it then cuts. Well, Jericho kisses Sammy on the head, yeah. just like Cody kisses Brandy on the head and walks off. So good. Amazing. Total straight. Every- All of this is done with a completely straight face. Yeah. No smiles, no laughter throughout the whole thing, apart from the crowd. Yes, yeah. which is, yeah, like they were laughing so hard. Yeah. I mean, we were. We watched it all in the office together <laughs> and we were laughing so hard that mm-hmm. I would miss jokes. I So just from a production standpoint, super nitpicky. So I said there was be no nitpicky. Turn down the crowd noise. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it, it, I think it works personally. What Did a it? problem to have. I know, the yeah. The crowd are too loud. The, the crowd are enjoying it too much. <laughs> but then uh, this, uh, if if you haven't seen it, you've got to watch Please it. Please, I'm watch not going to do do it justice. I, I've heard through the grapevine. I haven't searched it up myself. I think it's on AEW's YouTube channel. It isn't. I couldn't find. How oh, could it. you not find it? Maybe, oh, okay. maybe it's gone up. Maybe not. But uh, Sammy's doing a talking head bit about Chris Jericho over footage of Chris Jericho sitting in a bath in his full gear. <laughs> you can see he's got trousers on, but it's like the water's all around him. Then it cuts. To a weird voice. I'm like, whose voice is that? Mm-hmm. It's Virgil's. Yep. And he's he's there as Soul Train Jones. <laughs> the joke being that Virgil does a lot of wrestling conventions for money. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's he's an easy joke, like in joke in wrestling to, to, yeah, to make fun of that sort of wrestler who who's just, 
I don't want to say we'll do anything for money. That sounds yeah, quite yeah, yeah. lewd, but but he's obviously he's been paid to come in mm-hmm. and say this stuff, and it's not real. Yeah. And he's saying like Jericho's the best wrestler ever. <laughs> One line being Jericho's talent is like Olive Garden's breadsticks, unlimited. <laughs> And even a line like that is so brilliantly comedically delivered. It was so, uh, throughout this whole video, the comedic timing on everything was absolutely flawless. Yeah. It was so so good. Um, there was more other people coming in, so you had Sammy Guevara doing it. Oh, he's like a father figure to me, and all that stuff. You had Jake Hager who didn't say a word through the whole thing, and it kept cutting back to him, and he'd just be standing there, deadpan, just. For the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, Santana and Ortiz doing their little pieces. You, <laughs> you had an old lady. I didn't catch her actual name. Oh, you have you got it? I've got it. It's uh, Patricia Bobsky. <laughs> and they've got a little description of who she is at the bottom. Chris's aunt's friend from church. <laughs> and she says... Ever since he was a little boy, I knew he was going to grow up and become AEW World <laughs> Champion, which is brilliant on so many levels. Yeah. But my my favourite level is that AEW wasn't a thing <laughs> until la- until this year, until January this year. And then she said that uh, Jericho's going to beat that S word out of Cody. <laughs> just the expectations just dropped because she seems like such a nice, lovely old woman. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, she, she's going to beat the S word out of Cody. Uh, and then, then one of the best lines was Sammy Guevara just saying, <laughs> Chris Jericho, you know, he's in the prime of his career. He's he's 48. He's the youngest ever AEW world champion. <laughs> <laughs> it's... It's the perfect antidote to Cody's serious emotional promo earlier. Yeah. That's talking about Jericho being an old guy. Yeah. And he's he's this like sort of leech on on the on the younger talent. Mm-hmm. And there's Sammy. <laughs> saying, I just, yeah. It's, I, it's I, perfect. Explain the joke. It makes it so much funnier. Yeah. I, I'm not going to go down that route. Oh, man. Uh, but then it goes to Jericho after a little training montage. And he's like, Cody's got a lot of meetings to do on that day. I'm only going to be focused on one thing. And I thought he was going to say, like, turn it serious, beating him in the match. Yeah. Whereas Cody's attention split. But he doesn't say that. The one thing that Jericho is focused on is finding, and he just turns to the side and changes his voice. A little bit of a bit. <laughs> And he, he gets really sad. He goes, "It's a lot of responsibility." And there's like, there's a cut of him in in like super slow mo of him just being like, "Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like really like emotionally drained him." What kind? Where, <laughs> Where to, drink to drink it? it. And that's oh, it. What what a video package! Like, I don't know if this built to the match at all. I mean, it, it did. It does, yeah. It did, because it's such a contrast to what Cody did. If this had happened without the Cody promo earlier in the night, I don't think it would have yeah, yeah, built yeah. as much. Mm. But because you had Cody t- doing a very, very serious, heartfelt promo, and then you have Jericho almost, <clears throat> even though it was very funny, 
I still, I'm still very much rooting for Cody to win because it almost made it seem like Jericho doesn't care about the title. Totally. It yeah. seems like he's just like a, a nonchalant, like arrogant guy more than, oh, he's hilarious. I like him. So it was, again, I don't know how they do it because anytime something is comedic and funny in WWE, it gets over as a baby face. When you have Jericho and Owens doing their shtick together mm-hmm. and, you know, the festival of friendship and all that stuff, they got over as baby faces. People wanted to see them even though they were heels. Jericho's still a heel, even after all this. I I, I think that's I just I think that's just because WWE aren't very good at booking baby faces. But if you go back to the Attitude Era, which is I got real, I said to you, this feels like Brian Gowitz was writing something in mm-hmm. the in the noughties for in the Attitude Era. Uh, but Kurt Kurt Angle was a very goofy comedic heel. But you always wanted The Rock to beat him because The Rock wasn't... Well, I didn't. I wanted Kurt to win. But most people wanted The Rock to win because he's such a good baby face Mm -hmm. and so charismatic and so good at promos. Uh, But yeah, it was an absolute home run. Like that that's one of the biggest matches on it's well, arguably the biggest match, although it looks like Omega Moxley will go on last Mm -hmm. by the nature of it being a lights out match and what Meltzer's said. Mm -hmm. Uh, But perfect build. What, Perfect what, build on the go-home What show. a segment. I could not stop laughing. And then we got, very welcome, the return of Jamie Hayter, who I think it was two weeks ago she had a match. Mm-hmm. She's she's a great wrestler. Well, she's I didn't really know much about her. I've actually seen her wrestle live yeah. uh, because she's she's an English wrestler. And From Southampton. Well, oh, is she? Mm, yeah. And she, uh, yeah, she's come back here. She's just really charismatic and even when she's just standing on the apron, because this was a tag match, I couldn't take my eyes off her mm-hmm. because she was always moving and doing something. Yeah. Uh, but she teamed with Emmy Sakura, who's facing Rio for the women's title this weekend, mm-hmm. against Shanna and Rio. Shanna, bloody loved her from last week. Apparently she signed a multi-year deal. Brilliant. With AEW now. Awesome. Love to see that. Uh, yeah, this was this was quite fun. Uh, they The story of the match was that uh, Sakura trained Rio. Yeah. So that's a nice kind of student teacher dynamic going through the match that the commentary were putting over. I really would have liked it again if I'm going to be nitpicky. I really would have liked it if they'd have some sort of promo or something so that the crowd knew that as well. Mm, or that yeah. was the story being built to full gear. I think it's only it's only the commentary that have put that over so far. Whereas I think more of that story needs to be told in order to get like fully invested in it. If that makes sense. Oh, I but, totally agree. Now you've said that actually, because after this we got a Brandy Rhodes promo mm. with Awesome Kong. Which was better than last week's, makes more sense. But yeah, use that promo time to build your actual title match. Because I, yeah. I'm not that I'm not invested in Rio versus Sakura mm-hmm. beyond the fact that I like both of them. Yeah. So yeah, it as a go home segment, mm-hmm. it didn't really work. Sakura got the the win with the roll up. Yeah. Uh, that ending sequence of roll-ups was really cool technical mm. wrestling. Bloody love that. Roll-up, roll-up, counter, 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 roll-up, I get the win. Which was cool. We criticised WWE for this, and I feel like we should be fair for yes. this. Don't like the champion being pinned. It's not, it's, I feel <laughs> like if it's a tag match, you have a person right there who could take the pin, yeah. and it would protect your champion. So I... I know why they did it, because to put over the fact that Sakura can beat Riho, because they've got a very short build... Because they haven't really built this match until now. <laughs> They've had five weeks, though. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. But I'm saying for, in terms of their build, yes. they've only started this week. So they want to get over a story of Sakura can beat Riho on Saturday. So they, they've built that story from this match. But I think if they have more time and put more effort into it throughout the five weeks they've had, 
then I think they could have told the story of them two being viable competitors without having to have Rio lose. I totally agree. Uh, for, for all AEW's lip service of we're going to focus on the women's division, and and this felt like the most fully fleshed out the women's division's been so far, mm-hmm. like seeing Hater and Shanna and Rio and Sakura all in there. I was like, damn, this is good. Mm. I'm, I'm really into all these people. Uh, yeah, they've they've dropped the ball because the other match, of course, this weekend is Britt Baker versus B Priestley. B. Priestley, and that's on the pre-show. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's kind of disappeared off off the face of feudum. It's, it's not been built at all. I think maybe on Twitter. Mm. That doesn't really count. So they're, they're building. So yeah, uh, after this, Brandy Rhodes had a, a pre-tape promo where she effectively said the same stuff as Cody. Funnily enough, mm. saying people only think that I got the job. Because I'm uh, because of Cody, I'm just another pretty face. Well, that's all a mistake because Awesome Kong's coming back effectively, yep. and and I am with her. You can't deny Kong. It was better than what yep. it has been. Yep. I didn't have all the voodoo nonsense from before, mm-hmm. but yeah, like why are you building this? Because you've got all these other matches. It's a look to the past, which isn't a bad thing because I like Awesome Kong. But yeah, I think have that promo at full gear or on the dynamite after not this one yeah good idea yeah use that time to build a current feud um what they again another thing is i kind of forgot sean spears versus joey janela was happening Mm. which was what the next match was about uh brandon cutler came down with his beautiful owen two record love it so he's lost everything so far Mm -hmm. it's nice to position things and he took on sean spears because sean spears is taking on joey janela on Saturday. It's an eight-match card at the moment. It is. Which isn't massively long. No. But I'm, I'm a big fan of quality over quantity. If this match hasn't really been built on TV, I, it has on Dark, I believe, mm-hmm. I, just, I just save it for another show. Yeah. Like, yeah, I have that so. takeover five-match card length mm-hmm. and make, have it run three hours. Mwah. Yeah. I think that'd be great. I, I'm okay because it, it's an eight-match card, one of them on the pre-show, so it's seven matches on the main card, mm-hmm. which is fine. I think cutting that down to six would do it wonders, personally, but I think it should still be good. Se- seven, eight matches is, of course, like the norm, mm. but we're moving into a longer match age, yeah. of the, sort of spearheaded by the NXT takeovers and, mm-hmm. and New Japan cards. Yeah. So I, I would I would much rather have... 15, 20-minute matches with proper entrances and enough time to breathe afterwards mm-hmm. than seven matches. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yet, uh, Sean Spears won this. It was for, for its purpose, it was very good. Sean always looked in, con- in control, but Cutler did get some plucky offense in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he beat him with the Death Valley driver. Tully Blanchard slides a chair in to do it again, but Joey ran down for the save. Yeah, it was cool. Good for what it was. Then another kind of drop ball... On the Moxley Omega stuff. Yeah. I guess they did have a really good ending go-home angle. But I just feel like this feud has had more time than any other to really catch a light. And it has had moments where it has caught a light. Mm -hmm. But this was just a video package of Mox recapping what he said last week and a few bits, new bits as well. Mm -hmm. And a sit-down interview with Omega saying that 
He's it's going to beat him. I think he only said like two lines mm. throughout this whole thing, Omega. I think it would have been better if it was more Omega as a yeah. proper response to Mox. From last week's promo. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this felt like a video recap of <laughs> Mox's promo more than a response from Omega. Totally, yeah. um, I mean, it was still really, really cool. It was an amazing video package. It was really, really nice. Um, and then like the first thing that Omega said, I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then it turned out to peter out a little bit after that was when it recap moxie saying you know i'm 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 annoyed because it's an unsanctioned match and i don't care and i may have said don't don't pretend that you're upset about this what else were you gonna do oh are you gonna out wrestle me you're gonna chain wrestle me it was like that's a really good line but then after that it just kind of petered out and didn't really add too much else after that um but yeah so so i i would have rather this furthered it a bit more than just saying i will win that's about yeah. it. I, I think it was a, a bit of a drop ball. This whole feud has, you know, for what it should be, I don't think has reached its potential. Mm-hmm. Again, that's not to say I'm not enjoying it, though. I think it's I'm still very it's excited to see it. It's great. And, and the stuff last week on Mox's side was very good. Yeah. But the main event did help build interest back in that properly. For it sure. was Hangman Page and Kenny Omega taking on Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho. What a stacked main event. I know. Oh, and you're like, awesome. wow, four really established names. And you're like, <laughs> wait a second. I didn't know who Sammy Guevara was <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. They've what built, a great job. They've built him so well. Mm. I bloody love Sammy Guevara as well. Yeah. I really, really like him. I think he's such an amazing cocky heel. I really, re- I get so excited when I hear Sammy Guevara's music. I'm like, yay. <laughs> I'm excited with this match now. Uh, they didn't come down together, which I like, no. actually. Uh, Sammy got his own entrance with the vlog, uh, and Jericho came out with Hager. Uh, I've written down here, I don't even call him Swagger anymore. No. I, I, I thought, either. how am I ever going to see him as anything else than Jack Swagger? Jericho gets a mega star reaction. Mm-hmm. Then they go to ad break. <laughs> there must have been a promo in the ring in this ad break, because when they come back, the crowd are nuclear. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Jericho still had his full gear on and I think the crowd were chanting we are awful so I'm assuming Jericho had said like oh you guys are awful and they're just agreeing with him Uh, this was a really nice structure to the match Uh, they teased Omega Jericho a lot Mm. but Jericho would tag out of course recalling the new Japan feud Paige though wow Mm. we said it last week that he feels like he's changed course there's the the teases on being the elite that he might be turning heel and that was mentioned on commentary last week too mm-hmm. i i feel like he's wrestling more aggressively yeah he's wrestling more potentially more heelish and it it's working great for him yeah yeah i i think he's really really coming into his own now uh whereas before they were kind of positioning it positioning him as a main event guy mm. it didn't really seem to quite click whereas yeah. now when he's being positioned tagging with omega against jericho and Guevara, you're like yeah makes sense so you could totally see him as that other yeah. card main event kind of caliber guy now and i think he's re- he's really i don't want to say he's improved necessarily but something has just clicked more well it's like baron corbin is a very good promo and he's got a great move set and he actually has quite entertaining matches mm. But this year should not have been in the main event for four months. Mm -hmm. As soon as he was put back down to the level that makes more sense for him, brilliant again. Mm -hmm. Really enjoying him. Uh, I'm not saying that, you know, Hangman Page is obviously a much, much better in-ring wrestler. Yeah. uh, But it's a similar 
there's a comparison there. Yeah, to be made. for sure. Uh, they keep cutting off Omega's hot tag. It's it's really really good stuff. Look at the four guys in the ring. Of course, it's going to be and a, a big dive happens outside with Omega onto Hager and Sammy. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Paige hits his big top rope moonsault. That you think you should save. Save it for the big matches, yeah. but you know it, it is what it is. Yeah. And then Pack comes down behind the referee's back, kicks him in the dick. Yeah. <clears throat> Love Pack. Uh, and Jericho hits the Judas effect to win. Mm-hmm. What a naff finisher, isn't it? Naff. It, I hate it. But I think we're being worked. You reckon? I think it's intention because the code breaker I pop for, mm-hmm. the walls I pop for. I I. It's a it's a clunky looking move. Mm. Jericho must know that. I think he's. I don't know. With Jericho, if he does something that's annoying. I've got I've got to give him the benefit of the doubt that he means it to be annoying and I'm being worked. I think he's genuinely invented an annoying finisher. You reckon? Yeah. Ain't that something? Yeah. It's, isn't it? It's like yeah. that's another level of thinking for him. And during that that video package that he had earlier, his training montage, there was a couple of punches and most of it was just back elbows to the to you know the the pads yeah. that they're holding up. So maybe that's kind of yeah, maybe, maybe maybe there is something to that. Anyway, the the beatdown afterwards was the inner circle beating down on Paige. Mm-hmm. Cody runs down to chase them off. Jericho and Hager back off. But then MJF hits them with a chair. The baby faces are smart. Yeah. Yay, I like that. Except he's a heel, but he's also a baby face. It works. It's fine. Uh, it's weird how MJF isn't... They haven't really put him out there for promos no. and stuff. They've kept him part of this feud. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Cody hits a crossroads on Jericho, holds the title aloft. I'm like, good image. That's yeah. a nice little bit of interaction. Oh my God, Moxley's coming yeah. out. I was, I was literally just like, oh, what a great way to end the show. Oh God. Here comes John Moxley. He's coming out with a barbed wire baseball bat, walking out through the crowd. Crowd start going electric. Yeah. Um, facing off against Omega. Omega's kind of back in the ring now. And as he's standing there, Jericho kind of grabs Cody and drags him to the outside, which is really nice. So you now have like two separate mm. fights going on at the same time. And then on, on the on the ramp, these guys are brawling. And in the ring, uh, Omega gets out a barbed wire broom. So then these two are staring off with their weapons. You think something big's going to go down. But then Santana and Ortiz come out proud and powerful I've just written LAX yeah I really don't like that tag name uh, they come out and they beat down both Omega and Moxley um, so then boo we don't get to see our barbed wire weapons um, I had to watch this entire segment again to actually figure out who came out when yeah well then it, I had to then it was the Bucks yeah uh, and then the LAX Ortiz and Santana mm-hmm. tried to power bomb someone off the stage, but that stopped by Omega. And then, then Omega and Moxley have this stare off, and everyone's like, "Yes, <gasps> yeah." So that that's the go home angle for them yeah. two, and that worked very effectively. And yeah. They brawl off out of the tunnel, the mm-hmm. entrance tunnel, and then oh, who's up that up there? It's Nick Jackson. He gets a huge sent on off the top of the entrance portal. Yeah, and I think this was staged. Page then falls into the camera guy. So it was it, Jericho, wasn't it? Oh, was it Jericho? I think it was Jericho. Whoever it was, someone falls into the camera guy and the camera goes back. It looks so chaotic. It, yeah. it looks real. Mm-hmm. I think that was done on purpose. Yeah, I think yeah, so yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, and then the inner circle are in the ring. The elite are up by the entrance. And then they all start brawling again. Yeah. So again, you get, oh, what a cool ending image. These two staring off at either side <laughs> and they just go, Nope, just going to carry on. Just carry on brawling, and then the show goes off the air. It was chaotic, crazy way to finish. And it was a great go-home show. 
because it really built to full gear. All of these feuds are all now intertwined and they all built together in one segment. It was a perfect go-home angle. Yeah, the big matches really, really were put over strong. Mm-hmm. So let's see. I mean, I... Man. What would you give it? Ooh. Mm. I'm hesitant to say five out of five. But that Cody promo. I know. It's, that Jericho. It's bit. really hard to not give it five out of five with those two segments. I... But I think there's some other parts of the show that aren't quite as good, like the botch yeah. finish, Riho getting pinned, like the the lack of build for Sean and Joey kind of thing. So I would say a high four out of five. But it's borderline. It's really close to like a low five yeah, out of five like as well. Four point nine 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 nine. Yeah, it's really close. Oh, well. So let's get on to your super chats to see what you thought. Uh, still on the topic of Cody being an excellent babyface and mm. my brother. Uh, All Elite DK. Love Punk as a character, but I love Cody as my bro. Yeah. Uh, Mike Dempsey. Can you do a Cody review wearing brown bags? <laughs> you know, the gimmick you step where you put paper bags over people's heads. Oh, yeah. yeah. We should totally do that. Uh, and the face mask thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Phantom of the Opera style look. Nate drops surname. I said last night I've done a 180 on Cody because of this feud. Went from eye roll emoji when title match was announced to wanting Cody to win the title. It's because he's a really good baby face. Some might say the best. Mm. Magnus Bernstrom. Cody was my favourite in WWE before Stardust happened, even though he just did his best. And to see his road from undesirable to ungod damn deniable is awesome it's really really cool uh ollie davis is number one fan laramie eshnar eshnar that was my favorite promo in in my time of being a wrestling fan this was so incredibly fiery i lost my mind when he said ungoddamn deniable unreal yeah totally agree so emotional uh, we've got some about Jericho now. Uh, Priyant Sharma said, How to do heel comedy 101. Yeah. It was perfect. <laughs> uh, Lena Bliss said, Cody sold the best promo and Jericho the funniest. Yep. Yeah. Which is for sure. Yeah. Gordon Nelson said, Cody wins. Jericho complains. Jericho goes to Japan. Jericho makes the match on the cruise. Jericho regains the title on the cruise where he's in charge. I do I, d- I Yeah. I, th- that would work with the whole Japan stuff. I don't, you know... AEW and New Japan aren't working together, apparently, despite the sort of teases. Uh, uh, I want Jericho to hold it for a while. I think that's the most effective way. Uh, Valad Mamadipudi said, uh, Jericho has a match against Tanahashi in Wrestle Kingdom. If Jericho is going into that as AEW champion, he has to win, right? Not necessarily, because I don't think New Japan would necessarily care about protecting AEW's title if they're not working together so yeah apparently there's quite a bit of bad blood mm. between the two sides yeah. on hangman page josh denominics uh page is going to lose to pack and turn heel on cody i it's could see possible. that happening yeah and joins jericho mm-hmm. and that that's a nice character arc especially because jericho beat him in the first world title match mm-hmm. if you can't if i can't win it cody you can't either exactly and and that Jericho just beat him in a tag match as well. So Jericho just keeps winning. He must be pretty good. Yeah, and and that saves the MJF term for later. Mm -hmm. Joseph Gianella, in one of the latest BTE episodes, they hinted a Hangman Page and Kenny feud in Hangman's Dream. Do you think this could happen? And if so, who would be the heel? Page. Page, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that 
could probably be where they're going. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll do this bit as well. Mm-hmm. Women's division, Mike Dempsey, is there a way to save the librarian gimmick? I thought it was quite good on last week's show where they just came out to get beaten up by Moxley. It's part of the undercard. Brandon Cutler and yes. the librarian. That's all it is. Uh, keep them on AW Dark. Yeah. A lot of the time. Or have them come out to get beaten up. Nate drops surname. Shanna is now my favourite on the women's roster. I bought into her last week, and then she looked fantastic again here. Plus, she's blonde. Push her. LOL. <laughs> yeah, she's great. She's Vince really, really... She's fantastic. I, and it's ama- I really, really appreciate those wrestlers who can draw people into their character just by wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, she hasn't yeah, yeah. had a promo. She hasn't had a video package. Yeah. But I really like her. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we got some about the, that uh, one about that ending brawl. Greg Dalton said, uh, no more WW soap opera for me. AEW's brawl was nuts. I guess WWE. No more WWE <laughs> soap opera for me. AEW's brawl was nuts. It was. Yeah, I guess. But WWE have had some great brawls on their shows too. This Apart year. from on Raw. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was mediocre. <laughs> Um, we got some about miscellaneous AEW things. Jan Gunnar said, is the AEW ratings only on TNT or Fight and ITV also? The ones that are released online where everyone reports them are just the TNT numbers. Mm-hmm. And that's in the States. Yeah. Uh, Unmasked King said, uh, thanks to AEW, my wife is a wrestling fan again since WWE oh, 2006. Excited to see AEW live in Chicago, 27th of uh, November. Uh, love you guys. Super Wrestle Talk. Thank you very much. You. Oh, that'll be a great show in Chicago in as well. Chicago. That's kind of their home base, I mm-hmm. guess. Uh, apart from Jacksonville, I guess. Those are the two they've got. The all-in ones. Yeah. Uh, CM Punk return. Yeah, confirmed. confirmed. Uh, Jesse Venable said, uh, the youngest AEW champion Chris Jericho <laughs> and unsanctionable Jericho have come a long way from fighting over Mitch wow. the Potted Plant. Uh, side note, Rick and Morty season four. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. I'm looking forward to that. Is that out now? I uh, it, it came on out on the... Wednesday. Oh, okay. Fair enough. That's what they were building to. On oh, they've got show. five more episodes coming. I think it, I saw an advert on this episode. Mm. Five more episodes at some point. Yeah. Um, wow. What a. I forgot about Mitch. Mitch the Potted yeah. Plant. I remember because I listened to that John Moxie promo on the way to work this morning. It's <laughs> a good S word. Um, start recording. Said, how many pay per views will AEW have a year? Do you think it will be one every month or a bit more scattered like how NXT pay per views are? I think it will be between the two. I don't think it's going to be every month, but I don't think it's going to be one every you know three four months. I think we won every two or so. Yeah, it's so all in was obviously sorry, all out was mm-hmm. at the end of August. August thirty first, yeah. But you only had TV launch in October. Yeah. So by that, it looks like every five weeks. Mm-hmm. But I could see them doing every two months as well. Yeah, I, I think every other month would be a good good shout for them. Uh, Joseph Harding said, "Hey peeps, do you guys think that AEW could benefit from a TV title this early in the game? I think eventually, yes, mm. a mid card title would do them wonders, but they don't need it right now." Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, Simon Ganji said uh, last week commentary called uh, Aubrey Edwards AEW's top ref. Awesome! Uh, and this week she ref the main event again. Is she going to be AEW's red shoes? Hope so. She already is for me. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, yeah. I'll be interested to see how they use Earl because he is mm, a referee true. for the company. Yeah. Um, but uh, maybe he's only used for pay per views and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think Aubrey should be the the senior referee yeah like that they should refer to her as she is the top official she's the scott sinclair yeah, of exactly <laughs> of that bullet club uh said AEW and nxt crowds were fire last night for main events yeah i haven't seen i've seen clips of nxt but i haven't seen the whole thing yet 
Um, but well, yes, well, from stick around heard. because we've got Laurie and Simon doing NXT uh, right after this show. Yeah, right after this one. Uh, HCPS Ass Assin said, <laughs> uh, I love Cassidy's rapid punches. Shots, shots, shots. Yeah, that's a private party. When he does oh the right, and the crowd shots, yeah, shots, yeah, yeah, yeah. not Orange Cassidy. I uh, yeah, I hear Cassidy and I yeah. think Orange Cassidy. Yeah, uh, Sean Turner said friendship ended with Seth. Now Cody is my baby face. <laughs> Good meme reference, like it. Uh, Nate Craver said uh, Wrestle Talk writer Nate uh, got to go to the show. Fantastic. Yes, he's just Nate. actually messaged me mm. some uh, on our Discord. That's a lot of pictures. Some pictures, some excellent pictures They're as well. Fantastic like, pictures. Those what are the like hell? professional photography yeah. pictures. Uh, it was yeah. on. It was on the side of the hard cam. It looks like. Oh, you're able to get a press a pass. A press pass, Ooh. and the show was incredible. I what? That was Under Russell Talk's name. <laughs> uh, Great. Yeah, and finally. Uh, in your face said, uh, my question got lost in the ratings debate. Uh, let's say Cody loses at full gear. It could be a way to introduce an intercontinental title. Your thoughts? That's true. I guess Cody could challenge mm. for the mid-card title instead and kind of helm that mid-card division, maybe. Could do. I think Cody is... Better than a mid-card title. I think he's better than that, but I think also he could elevate a lot of people mm. by being a mid-card champion and having people try to come from that way. Maybe that's how he builds himself up again after losing at the weekend. You know, yeah. after a while, after a few blood feuds, you build up this title. Mm -hmm. He makes that the top title in the company just mm. through work rate and stories. It becomes the new open challenge. Champion versus champion. Mm. Cody that's wins. Fun. I will face it. I don't know. Maybe. It's it's tough. I, I don't know the best way to do it. Yeah. Um so on the subject of wrestle talk, Woo. David Herrera, I love you guys and I love wrestling. Lovely time with the boys. Lovely time with the boys. Nathan the Alpha War Fella. That was difficult to say. Mm. Can you start uploading a highlight video of your reactions for pay-per-views? It's a bit difficult to find the segments to on catch up. You guys rock. Lovely time with the boys. Lovely time with the boys. Funny you should mention yeah, that. Yeah, that's interesting. We what? literally had a discussion about... Because I don't know if you saw over the weekend on Sunday, uh, Vinny Shway, who edits Wrestle Sketch, made us a little highlight video of all the Wrestle Ramble moments. <laughs> Wrestle Talk Live moments throughout the week. Yeah. It was really good. And we're like, damn, that's great. Damn, that's good. Yeah. Do you want to make more? Should we do more <laughs> highlight videos? So, so it's, yeah. Hopefully, yeah, that's in the works. Uh, Nathan, the Alpha Wolf, Vela again. Ah, yes. You make a compelling argument. I don't know what that's about. I assume Maybe it's everything Cody. we ever said. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be compelling. Makes sense, yeah. Andrew Harris, happy birthday, Chopper Pete. Thank you. Still not my birthday, though. Jay Patel, I'm sat in the lobby of the Starcast Hotel in Baltimore listening to this review. Have a great weekend, guys. No, you. You have a great weekend. Yeah. Thank you very much. Sounds fun. Sean Turner, I love the Raw Raw Seth meme. Want I to see more? I think the Ra Ra. Ra Ra, yeah. Ra Ra, with an H. <laughs> um, so hopefully you mean the... When I've been sent so I, in today's news, mm -hmm. I was like, he's been rah rather bad about this. <laughs> I kept good. doing that because I found the one I did yesterday annoying. Which one? Rah, 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 rah. Yeah, it is a bit annoying. Uh, yeah. Didn't want to say anything, but yes. Yeah, uh, yeah it annoyed me when I watched this. Yeah. I'm not doing that again. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne Cooley, could you guys also review Dark on these shows? We're, we're talking about <laughs> potentially doing more episodes like this to factor in other shows that we don't get to cover so mm -hmm. maybe uh, Luke usually recaps Dark on, on one of his news mm -hmm. well, we'll give it a go uh, now we've got miscellaneous super chats uh, Mike Dempsey said where did Jack Gallagher go 
I don't know. I mean, he was on NXT before, mm. but I think that was probably just a one-off. Uh, start recording said, uh, you're the captain of your own ship, but you have to name your ship after your biggest regret. <laughs> What's your ship called? Is your saying HMS, I love Cody? No, Is that I your don't biggest regret, regret that at all. I stand by that. Uh, God, when he turns heel, I'm going to be yeah, broken as a human being. Uh, uh, biggest regret. I don't, I don't really have many regrets. Honestly, yeah, it's a t- it's a tough, it's a deep question. It is a deep that question. That you probably meant as a joke, yeah. And now it's got us thinking too hard yeah. about our lives. Exactly. I try to just you know live looking forwards and not back. So I don't really look at regrets. And HMS stuff, employing so. Pete. <laughs> I'm kidding. We just needed a joke to carry on. Okay. You keep this. You keep this ship afloat, man. So yeah, it's the, continuing the, yeah, the metaphor. Yeah, that ship. Yeah. <laughs> Start recording again, said, uh, what match comes to, to your guys' minds in the last five years that you thought would be boring slash bad, but ending up ended up being great? I mean, I, I've got to say Nick Aldis versus Cody. That's a good one. I, not that I thought it was going to be boring, but I had no idea it was going to be as good as that. I will say Cody Dustin. Yeah. I didn't think it would be anywhere near the level that it was there. I thought it would be all right to good, but I didn't think it was going to be, you know, mm. match of the year five-star classic kind of thing. Um, Shanna's match last week. Yeah. That was I didn't think it was going to be boring, but I just, you know. Not that Consistently level. surprised mm. by AEW. Uh, Danny Keeble said, uh, do you think the KSI versus Logan Paul fight will hurt the pay-per-view buys for full gear since they're on, on at the same time? Who do you think will win the fight? Uh, I will say mm. I don't care who wins the fight because it's KSI and Logan Paul. Yeah. Um, Does it draw the first one or did KSI win? It was a draw. Yeah. So because, because it was worked. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, KSI. I, I, but also, I think they're very different audiences. I would, I, I would hope be surprised. So. I don't think it's much of a sport crossover, and it's much more of a YouTube crossover. Mm. One would hope. Rematches usually outdraw the originals, though. Mm. Um, in terms of big, big boxing yeah. fights, like and I mean, it, it drew big, like yeah. huge last time. So, I don't know. Uh, Mike Dempsey said, uh, "Miss you, Naya." Drake Maverick. I'm sure that makes sense. Uh, Iago1604 said, How about this? Hangman goes heel with the villain Marty Skrull when he arrives. That's cool. I would prefer Marty just do his own thing. Yeah. Do you not want to be part of the like the whole elite stuff if he comes in? or? I, he's, he's just great by himself. He is, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, especially initially. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he'd be good as an invading supervillain force. Mm, that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, Ashley Cartwright said, uh, can you help with my campaign to get Harry Smith signed That's to AEW? Show. He has told me he's interested. Uh, I can oh. help get him in the studio if you'd like. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I interviewed That's Harry Smith once for Wrestle Talk back when it was a, a wrestling uh, mm. on the on, on challenge. The, on the TV. He, yeah, he's a really nice guy, actually. Mm. Uh, and he's huge. Yeah, he's massive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that would be cool. That would be uh, cool. Email me. Ollie Twi- at WrestleTalk.com. Yeah, Ollie at WrestleTalk.com. Cheers. Yeah. And one just, just come in. Bobo Jacobo, I need Alistair Black versus Kenny Omega so badly. Oh, that would be amazing, yeah, wouldn't a, it? That's a good one. That would be a great um, shout. And also, 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 someone sent a sticker uh, that Lady Lou says, that's a thing now. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Oscar Josu Montiel, thank you very much. For the sticker. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I think it means you can do, like, emojis. It's like bits on Twitch. Is it? 
Why, I that's, think. Except just... it's still you know money, but instead of a message, they just do like an emoji now. You've explained something by using something else I don't understand. Ugh, I explained uh... bits to you the other day, Ollie. I'm it was my Twitch, through. my Twitch crash course. Can't see. It doesn't go back far enough to see any stickers. No. Oh well. Thank you very much, everyone. So I managed to get through. Uh, stop doing I... that. <laughs> I'm going to Amsterdam you? tomorrow. You are going to Amsterdam tomorrow. I thought that's a fun thing to talk about, isn't it? Yeah. You know how I was talking to you yesterday about having some time off. Yeah. Outrageous. Ne- next year. Yes. Um. That's because... Of all the weekends next year, what weekend do you want to take off? Royal Rumble weekend. (laughs) But that's because my entire friend group are planning to go to Amsterdam together. Wow. And I want to join them. To watch... Because you always get together with everyone to watch the Rumble. Correct. Will you watch the Rumble out there? Yeah. So we had an idea. We could go sometime next year. And then the idea was thrown out. What if it's for the Rumble weekend? And I was like, sounds really fun. If I can go. So, you know, we'll, we'll... figure that out all you have to do is teach us how to live stream (laughs) (laughs) i'll write a guide (laughs) like luke did for the podcast when he went away for the first time earlier this year and then you deleted the template and then i deleted the (laughs) template and had to do it all from scratch again anyways Uh, the yeah that's cool i would i mean i imagine they'd show the you'd have to find it somewhere Mm -hmm. in a bar yeah i don't know how big the demand for the royal rumble is in amsterdam maybe um, I mean, we're going to be... And it will have to stay up, stay open late enough, you know, Sunday night like mm, that. That's true. Um, but I know we've got the hotel we're going to be staying at, or, well, you know, if we go or when we go, is going to be... It's like a gaming hotel. It's what? a proper, like... So, like I, I can't explain it properly right now, but it's like all the rooms have, like, consoles in them and, like... Chair, proper like nice like comfortable chairs and all that stuff. It's it's insane. Yeah, it's really really cool. I don't know the name of it, but I know that two of my friends who used to um, they used to date and they went to this hotel when they were together before. So yeah, I I know it exists. I know they've been there. So I'm 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 quite excited to go there because it sounds bloody awesome. And you'd hope that somewhere like that would be more inclined to have, you know, some sort of thing to put on the TV that you could watch in the bar or something. I don't know. If it, not, if it, not, we can just take a laptop and watch it on the network. <laughs> it's sort of geeky. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I I, I think it would be super duper fun. Um, I need to find out the name of that and then I can show you it because it is really cool. I'm just going to a normal hostel. Yeah. We've got a, there's seven of us. We've got mm-hmm. a room for eight people. Ooh. Got our own little dorm. Nice. With no toilet. We've got to share a toilet with everyone else in the building. I thought you just said no toilet. You just don't have a toilet in the entirety no. of the hostel. No. Just gotta go out on the street. No, not in the no, it's in it's in the hostel, don't <laughs> worry. So we're going to we're gonna, you know, go around Amsterdam for a bit, then we're gonna do an escape game. Oh, that's fun. And we're gonna be intoxicated when we do the escape oh, game. Oh boy, that's even more fun. So I don't know how that's gonna go. It seemed it was one of those thing ideas you come up with like this will be awful. Mm-hmm. Hilariously so. Yeah. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it just becomes Awful. terrible. Though. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think don't it, it know depends. How it's go. I think it depends what kind of intoxicated you are, mm. because I think there'd be some people who just care about it more when they're more intoxicated, and then there'll be, there'll be the people that just don't care at all, and then it they're might sabotage. Just, That's yeah. where they find the fun. Exactly. But then you have the people who just be like, "No, I just want to do this. Can you stop?" screwing around kind of thing yeah i think you know there's I mean? a pretty evil even split there mm. uh. yeah 
So then you have two teams. <laughs> one trying to do it, one trying to sabotage the whole time. Yeah, just leave them out. Because <laughs> I'm very much of the, uh, well, the fun you're way a, to do you're this a is adhere to the rules. No, I'm going to play the game. I want to I want to beat the game. I wouldn't, I don't, I don't trust that you, once you've had a few drinks, you wouldn't love sabotaging something. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Once I've had a bit of the bubbly. Yeah, a bit of the bubbly, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, is there anything else planned for Amsterdam or is that uh, it? Well, the next day, we're going to do the usual sex museum stuff. Of course. On the Friday night, lads, yeah. lads, lads. Lads. Uh, then, yeah, we're going to do what everyone does in Amsterdam on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And hit up the museums and art galleries. Nice. Oh, oh adults. Such a lads tour. And then a big meal mm-hmm. on a for, for a restaurant that seems to base itself on we have no vegetables. Uh, oh, just, okay. Here is a meat. Here's meat. Meat and potatoes. It's a meat restaurant. I don't okay. even think they've got potatoes. I think they've got... What's meat. that? Was that was that killed? Like, no, it grew, grew from the earth. Not here, thank you very much. <laughs> Danke, Shan. <laughs> so, that's, that's how it is. German? Amazing. Yeah. Is it the same, though? No. Dutch is a different language. Yeah, but they're very similar. Like yeah. English and Australian. I don't know. I don't know any Dutch at all. So, I, I can't possibly comment. Yeah. I believe is yes in both languages. Okay. But after that, we're going karaoke. Oh, that's hey. fine. Hey. I haven't done karaoke in ages. I want to do some karaoke. I might suggest that for when we go as well. Well, that's the plan for the Christmas party. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which we're Datsun, having a Christmas party. Yeah. Which Datsun has taken on to be lead... Uh, what's the word? Like, lead social... You know, you get that in companies where you've got, like, the social society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Datsun is currently the social society. The okay. one-man social society. I mean this in the nicest possible way. <laughs> Why did you put Datsun in charge of this? He put himself forward. <laughs> he was like, are we having a Christmas party? And I was like, well, I think we should go karaoke because Luke's never been. Oh, okay. And he okay. said, I'll, I'll, I'll plan it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Because he cool. likes stuff like that. He likes He does planning. like stuff like that. I think he plans it for himself more than anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we might all end up in a Harry Potter quiz somewhere, mm. but, you know, whatever. It, it wouldn't be the worst thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it'll be a way to show how good Andy is at something. <laughs> we'll yeah. find ourselves just in a giant field with a load of Nerf balls. Yeah. And, What's this all about, Andy? Uh, d- just watch me throw all these Nerf We've balls We've just really got to far. throw them. Yeah, just got to throw them really, really far. But then on, I'm getting back quite early on Sunday, midday, mm-hmm. and I'm going to try and make a wrestling show, actually. Oh. Yeah, it's at about one? six, seven o'clock that evening in London. Pro mm. Wrestling Eve. Oh, Eve. All lady yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah, so. And the, and the last uh, thing we went to, the frontline show we went to, had an Eve showcase match, yes. which had Jamie Hayter, who was on this episode of AEW. Yeah. Super duper cool. She was so good. Yeah, she I mean, was we've great. already talked about that, haven't we, in the review that we're about to record. Yes. I don't know how time works. Time is bad. But yes. Yeah. Jamie Hayter was there. Who was she facing? I can't remember. Oh, it was um, uh, Millie McKenzie, wasn't it? I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah you're right. That was, to. was that last? No, it would have been earlier this that year. Was early like this June, year. July time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that Eve was great. super fun. Yeah, Eve is great. Um, I'm going to really quickly do one more email before we go. Uh, and this is just about the whole war Survivor Series thing. What is, going is on. it good for? Hopefully ratings. Hopefully ratings. War. Uh, Jasmine comes in to say, hello, Chopper, and whoever you're with on whichever podcast. <laughs> uh, do you think Triple H could convince... Hmm, do you think Triple H could convince Vince... 
that NXT should go over in this war. Given how NXT is a Triple H project, could this be spun in a way that it's Hunter as the puppet master going mm. over? Keep up the good work. Regards, Jasmine. I think it could happen if Seth turns. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I if you make see, the focus about yeah. not NXT, exactly. <laughs> then NXT could go over. Yeah, Vince will be a lot, or if Shane suddenly becomes in charge <laughs> of NXT. That's how you do it. Yeah. Yeah, that would be the way to do it, yeah. I, I don't think they're just going to let NXT go over. I I think Vince is too Vince for that to happen, even with the competition in AEW and even with Triple H being the head man for mm. it. I don't think he'd want NXT to go over. I think he'd still resist that. Yeah. So I think, yeah, unless you have some sort of main roster, they only won because Seth turned or they only won because of this reason on the main roster. I think that's the way they'll do it. It's like WCW and ECW. Mm -hmm. They only won because Stone Cold Steve Austin joined them. Exactly, yeah. Um, See, I I don't think he will, unfortunately. I'd I'd love to see NXT just just win just because they're really good. Outrageous. Somehow I don't think they will. Anyway, that's all the time we've got for this uh, episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. We'll be back. uh, Laurie and Simon will be back later on today. Yes. Uh, oh, with of the course. NXT I forgot one about that. with the yeah. NXT podcast. We listened to you, folks. Yeah, we did. We're having them both out on Thursdays now. So, yay! Good God. For both shows. <laughs> uh, then we're back tomorrow. We've got predictions to do. We've and Laurie other stuff. and Val. Laurie and Val yeah. are here too. Yep, that's happening. And also SmackDown is at, on on Saturday. So, yeah, more podcasts. Woo! And then full gear. And then full gear on Monday. Which Luke and Simon will be reviewing. Luke is back. Yes, Luke is back on Monday. And we're throwing him right in at the deep end. Yeah. It's going to be great. Catch up on everything, Luke. (laughs) Catch up on everything really quickly. Uh, Anyway, thank you very much for listening all. Love you all. Goodbye. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 